0: Winners of the East London Challenge Cup Soon after their formation in 1885 The old Millwall Rovers are now known To their roaring supporters as the Lions Ladies and gentlemen Broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey This is Achtung
1: Millwall Point the boxes will Welcome, Bienvenue, Welcome, Vitami! Welcome to the global phenomenon that is Achtung Millwall, the number one Millwall podcast. My name is Nick Hart, and you join us here today in a mild but windy grey sky with sunshine just spilling through now. Afternoon, Saturday afternoon in South Bermondsey for the visit of Brentford, our West London rivals. Are they rivals? Probably not rivals, but our West London neighbours for uh, this this mid-table clash, this outside of the playoff race clash that will probably determine one way or the other which can retain the dream and which will fall by the wayside. So big game today for the Lions, the team today has Joel Narcher in goal, the usual usual suspects, the back line of Jake Cooper, Sean Narcher, Marlon Romeo, James Meredith, midfield is George Saville, uh, Shaney Williams, Jed Wallace and Ben Marshall. Up front we have Steve Morris and Lee Gregory. So it's the, the first choice 11, dear listeners, from Millwall this afternoon. That brief flirtation with Tom Elliott up at Sheffield Wednesday in midweek being um, dispensed with for the, uh, the the game today. Then filling up now with a decent crowd opposite the Docker stand and the whole goal blow I can see. I'm high in the west stand. So I think there's going to be a decent turnout today. Not sure there's that many Brentford fans here today. They sold about 1,200 last time I, I checked. What's that screechy, screechy voice?
2: That's
1: new, isn't it? I'm probably being horrid. I can expect to get told off by my wife for that. Um, lost the trade in my thought. Yeah, it's a big clash. Both teams will fancy themselves as having outsiders' chances of the, of the dream of a, of a playoff run. If they uh, continue their, their winning ways, uh, the are probably falls by the wayside. Um, realistically, today. Now, I don't know if you tuned in last night, but I've been doing a a show for Love Sport Radio, which is a new talk station for London. It goes out on the Met, five five eight AM. The show last night, Mill Fan Show with Harry and myself. I'll publish a link for that when we do the show notes for this this broadcast. That was very much. Um, an Ofcom friendly production as as you have to because you're going out on the, on the open radio waves this is Ofcom free you'll be glad to hear dear listeners so I can say what the damnation I like I might not swear now just because I can hell and damnation but I have to be very careful both Harry and I went to the studio last night it's live radio it's a very different thing to sitting here recording this, this um, stream of nonsense because I can edit out anything I I can always make myself look clever sound clever when I'm editing live you do not edit you are bang there you are so both of us walked into the studio fearful of dropping the f-bomb the c-bomb uh, the odd wanga you know you know you know the score the swearing basically anyway we managed to get out alive and hopefully they don't want us to come back again next week so tune in for that friday night nine till ten on love sport radio lovesportradio.com i will publish the um the link on these show notes and have a listen. So it's going on go every Friday till the end of the season. And also we'll be putting out a regular stream of consciousness podcast on a Sunday morning. You lucky people, you lucky, lucky people. Could be more to kick us off. Gonna be attacking the away end in the first half. Brentford in red and white stripes, red shorts, red stockings, lions in their familiar dark blue, and white shorts. Mill straight into the attack. Long ball forwards. A little dink in there from Jed Wallace. Marshall was in attendance. Ball's high inside the Brentford area. This is Lee Gregory on the edge of the penalty area. I think they're going to clear it now. And they do. A team with a reputation for playing football in the right way. We were talking about this on the show last night. The Brentford way must be um, like a colder sack off of the, the West Ham way. Um, Mill obviously have the reputation at least of being far more off, uh, direct and physical. But... Um, what a goal in that fine win up at Hull City on Tuesday night. A little bit of um, dainty defending. It breaks down on the edge of the penalty area. This is going to be um, Savile. 1-0 Millwall! Inside the first minute. He's setting a brief offence to shut it. Well, defensive goal on the edge of the penalty area. Begins the ball to uh, Savile. Gifts the goal. Straight into the penalty area. He slots home. On. 1-0 Millwall! George Saville inside the first minute. Twice in a week. Great goal. Gifted the ball here to the penalty. I just watching the replay. He connects inside the penalty area. He's got the goal in front of him. All he needs to do is slot it over him, out beneath him. Excuse me, inside the right post. 1-0 to the Lions. As a Brentford man down injured. So that's a disastrous start for Brentford. So, two very quick finishes inside a week. Ever had that happen to you, dear listeners? The men folk will know what I'm talking about there. The ladies, put your hands over your ears. My voice has given up. I've doing so much bloody talking. Um, this love sport thing is, is great. Um, I've become their middle resource, the, the go to person they talk to. I've done three phone calls for them this week drive time, breakfast last night. Brentford show I did a Brentford show I think the old voices started to give up so if I sound husky like Queenie Watts singing in some East End pub for the craze forgive me early substitution another disaster for them they've got their player hobbling out who's this coming out in the game Five's fives hobbling out the goal down they've lost their five inside the first few minutes he's um upset, he's hobbling off, and they're bringing their replacement in, uh, three minutes showing on the game's been paused ever since the uh, the goal, I don't know what's happened to him. That's one for the Statos, two goals inside the first minute in two games for the same player, I don't know if that's ever happened for Millwall, I don't know if such records exist, I'm sure they do, there are people out there that keep track of which foot the shot has come in from, which player favours which side, all sorts of stats that are beyond my um, limited imagination but whether there's been, ever been any Millwall player that scored twice in a week in two successive games, same player, inside the first 60 seconds, I don't know, I doubt, I doubt. This is Marshall, Wallace, sorry, ball into the middle, that's dangerous, that was towards Gregory, it's headed away by the defender, quite hard to tell their numbers, so I might have to make them with no numbers, for Brentford team, That falls back to Millwall now, this is Marshall on the left now, five minutes, he's got Meredith overlapping him, ball's just a little too long, he, don't, he does well to catch it, Let's go for a corner. Stopping defended by Blake. They look rattled, dear listeners, rattled. Big um, TV close-up of James Meredith there. Um, I noticed there's some uh, video footage in the week. He's staying with, with Tim Cahill at the moment. Tim's got his family over. But you know, like when you, you you have a dog, and they say the owner and the dog grow to look like each other. I'm wondering whether James is starting to grow to look a bit like Tim Cahill. Was pulled into the middle there. That, that video close-up. There had the, the look of Tim Cahill about his eyes does the idea that you grow to look like your dog is that not a destructive theory for creationism the theory of the deep south that the bible is quite literally true and that there's a pre-destined, um, you know creator I would have thought it proves the theory of evolution Charles Darwin himself, the fact that you grow to look like each other and um, the fact that Tim Cahill and James Meredith are starting to grow to look like each other surely proves Darwin's theory here come Brentford, 7 minutes on the attack, that's cut out by Joe Savile Seems to have a bit of a point to prove, though, by the way, he was sending off those Brentford fans. Not a particularly fearsome group, they're a very nice group. Um, nice in a very suburban kind of way, but he seemed to have it in for them there. Good ball over the top. It's uh, the man out wide left. Marlon's just scores out for a goal kick for a caller. Mill fans are angry, oh John angry down there. Referees calling him over everyone here believed that was a goal kick it's been given as a, as a corner on the left hand side 7 minutes Let's watch. they won't show it on the screen they started to show the replay and then cut it as in it's the weasel way of the modern game any he rolled up here's, the, here's a corner on the left hand side 8th minute near post corner headed clear by James Meredith in another corner, same same position then it comes again another near post 1-0 thick header at the near post this allowed. What's going on now? What's going on now? Twenty-four is giving some to the crowd. Lions has raised his flag down there. Confusion reigns. There's a belief in the crowd that the goal's not been given. You know, I think header into the far post. What's the linesman saying now? Referee Lionsman's in, in consultation. Goal kick. No goal. Wow. Wow! Controversy. The, the corner was controversial in itself. Huge dispute about it. The Brentford Bass score, gave it some to the crowd. Morrison's had a right game about that. Now the Linesman's race his flag late, late, late and disallowed it. Nine minutes. <laughs> Linesman, Linesman's gone from a cunt to being we love you. Only at Millwall do you make such dramatic transformations in your reputation. You certainly get your money's worth drama-wise at this theatre, don't you, dear listeners? It's been a dramatic, as dramatic a 10 minutes as I can think of in a while. Ball bouncing around the middle end now. Savile's in amongst it, it falls to the, the, the Brentford bloke on the on the right hand side. Looks like the 22 I think, the, go- the numbers are very um, indistinct. He's gone for a goal kick, he's crossed from the right hand side, 11 minutes that justice we had a goal nicked off us I was watching the highlights for the game at Griffin Park which I'd forgotten about I was there but I'd forgotten erased it from my memory watched the YouTube highlights the other day and there was that goal that Lee Gregory had scored to equalise there were a goal down at the time Gregory put the ball in the net and the referee pulled play up to give us a penalty which was then missed so um, maybe there is some kind of karma the Hindu idea of what you do in this life comes back to you in the next I've got all Glenn Hoddle now haven't I I've got a little bit religious all of a sudden I might erase all that goes around comes around. Clichéd stay the same but there we are. The Bermondsey boy posted online, they, they will in capital letters, they will have a lot of the ball, so don't panic, they are having a lot of the ball. I, I am on the edge of panicking a little bit. But they, they're a passing team, they've had the ball, it uh, uh, seems for some time now, a minute plus, passing the ball around across the middle halfway point of our area. They're still on the left-hand side, and they're trying to pass away way round us and That goes out for a goal kick to Derision. 14 minutes, dear listeners. Lions pressing very high today. That's uh, Lee Gregory and Steve Morrison trying to press the the possession in their own own half, in their own penalty area. As they're trying to bring it out. Marlon Romeo, Wallace again. Now they're just coming down this right side, literally. tackling high up the pitch, pressing high, as the expression. This is Morrison who wins the ball, angled back. It was slammed left of the post same save pushed around for the post by a goalkeeper George Savile shot there nice little passing move by Morrison Gregory finds Savile shoots low pushed around by the, the uh, Brentford goalkeeper on the left hand post it's going to be a left sided corner 19 minutes there listeners in towards the middle that's towards Sean Hutchinson is headed clear by the, the Brentford defence that's on the volley by um, Jed Wallace straight into the arms of the goalkeeper unfortunately good work by Shane Hutchinson Sean Hutchinson and under-the-radar defender, one the best around in my opinion and no one knows about him, long may that continue, we're going to have a problem next season, we were talking about it last night, of retaining our best players after this season, whatever it becomes of us, whether we make the dreamland run or whether it all finishes in, um, you know, in tatters, we're going to have an issue of trying to keep hold of some of these players, who have really shown themselves to be capable of performing at this championship level, but that's a problem for next season, 20 minutes in, Brentford now with their possession style back in the middle half out over again, it's darkened down quite a bit actually, it's quite dull, the floodlights are on now which um, is surprising given we're now into March, but there we are, the floodlights full on to illuminate the pitch, the pitch looks beautiful, fantastic condition beautiful green there's an old favourite, I like the old songs when I was a little boy my mother said to me will it be Arsenal, will it be Spurs, is what she said to me, and etc, etc, etc Lines are on the break now, 22 minutes, comes towards the 23rd minute, this is Gregory, got Marshall overlapping him, Paul runs through, this is Marshall on the left-hand side. Who's free in the middle? He can't find Wallace, unfortunately. Brentford attacking down the left, bit of pace there, that's a ball across the box. Dangerous, go across to everyone, too fast for everyone, even the Brentford forwards. I didn't use this on the show last night. It went very quickly in the event, but I did a. They played for both clubs. Piece. I'm just going to stay with Brentford coming forward at the moment. That's most spoken. a free kick for Millwall. Tony Craig played for Brentford and Millwall. 300 plus appearances for Millwall in a series of spells between 2002 and, of course, most recently um, 2018. 300 plus appearances. Nine goals for Tony Craig in that period. He played for Brentford from 2012 to 2015 making 109 appearances for Brentford, scoring no goals, but I think he won the, um, the League One Championship with them when they got promoted, certainly. He's very well thought of at Brentford, so yeah, Tony Craig played for Millwall, 300 plus times, 109 times for Brentford. They you warming up, as you can hear below us. Terry Herlock, dear listeners. Millwall man through and through, but more of a Brentford man. 1980 to 1986, the uh, the Warlock played 220 times for Brentford and scored 18 goals for them. By comparison, and as much of a a Millwall icon as he is, and will always be, he played for us very briefly, 1987 to 1990, 104 appearances, balls into the the Brentford area, it's headed back to the goalkeeper. 104 appearances, 8 goals for the Lions, so 220 times for Brentford, 18 goals and half for Millwall, 104, roughly, and, and, and 8 goals, and continuing the 1988 theme with, with Herlock, um, Danny Salman, another um, great um, Millwall servant, long ball forwards there, trying to find Lee Gregory, 26 minutes, uh, Danny Salman, a more of a Brentford servant than a Millwall servant, 1975 to 1986, 335 appearances for Brentford with 8 goals. Um, in 1986 to 1990, just 93 appearances for Millwall, and three goals. So, um, Danny Salman, a, a mainstay of our of our promotion side and first division side, as of course was Terry Hurlock. But both forged their, their, their careers at Brentford. Under the management, of course, of John Doherty, Brentford manager briefly in 1975-76, and a player in the 1960s, more of a player than manager for them, but Millwall, um, manager of the Dreamtime, 1988, 1986 to 1990, and again briefly in 1997. John Doherty managed Brentford and managed Millwall. So some strong links there between these two clubs. Brentford coming down the right hand side as a ball into the box, that's near post. Defender was there 27 minutes and hoofed clear by Jill Savo in the event. And it's Brentford turn to come down our left now more central can't tell you who these players are their numbers are so indistinct there ought to be some kind of law against it there is a Millwall Act that governs the kick-off end um, approach there should be some law against having indistinct numbers on shirts for ageing wannabe broadcasters Probably into the box there that's going to be hoof clear they're looking reasonably dangerous when they get the ball down the flanks and get the ball in across our six-yard box they've done that a couple of times there's obviously potential for danger they're we're, we're holding on well but that's, that's obviously a clear and uh, present threat left side, the ball back into the box, that's taken well low by Jul Nadja, they, they, they're spraying the ball in um, from tight angles down the flanks, damn their eyes. It reminds me of Dad's Army when uh, Captain Mannering asks how the Germans have, in, have got into France and uh, Sergeant Wilson as they seem to have gone round the Maginot line, which is, seems a damn hum trick, damn, damn hum trick coming down our flanks. This is Brentford just outside the edge of the mill penalty. They played the ball out wide. Left. There's no one there, to the amusement of the crowd. If there had been someone, there would have been a fantastic ball. But then I suppose that's the difference between clever and stupid, isn't it? Brentford on the centre of the uh, halfway into the mill half now, just around the edge of the penalty area. Passing, passing, passing. Ball in from the left hand side. That's headed clear by Jake Cooper. Three minutes. they have got a little girl doing the announcement. It took me by surprise. when i heard that and i withdraw my previous disparaging comments it's quite a nice touch yes i feel ashamed of myself break it for brentford left side it's deeper and higher archer takes under no pressure calm down he's saying calm down Gregory does well there. Long ball forwards from, from Archer finds him. He's under a lot of pressure. He physically holds the ball up and lays it out wide right. This is Williams now floating in towards Steve Morrison over the top of him, unfortunately. Goalkeeper collects. Late surge for Brentford down the left-hand side. The referee blows up as they're, they're surging forwards, and one or two of the Brentford players have a word to say about that because they would have expected to have been allowed to see that move through. But end rode up, he's blown up as they're getting towards the byline number of um, odd decisions there from the referee that will be talking points for the Brentford manager post-match, I dare say. There it is, though, at the halftime break. It's Millwall 1, Brentford 0.
0: Achtung, Millwall. Good
2: evening to the listeners of Actang Millwall. My name is Dan Goodwin, and I am standing in for your leader, your very own Silver Fox, Nick Hart. It's Tuesday night, and we are away at Hull. Dull, shithole. call it what you will, but we are here... And hoping to take away three points. Pre-Christmas, this would have been labelled as a relegation dogfight. That is no longer the case. I Just like before, we start to say congratulations to Nick and Harry on their imminent radio debut. More than deserved, Fantastic content, as always. And I am looking forward to it immensely. One change in the team. Steve Morrison drops out and Tom Elliott comes in from one of the few starts of the season. Reminiscent of when he did earlier in the season in the midweek game away at Sheffield Wednesday. I'm not feeling confident. I'm not going to lie, dear listener. I'll see you in the ground. The teams are out. I've just been talking to a few fans in the concourse and they're a little disappointed that Tim Cahill doesn't start. To be honest, uh, I think it confirms what I feared. That his, his legs aren't what they were. Tim Cahill. And as an aerial threat, he's best at getting on crosses, you know, coming in from the wings. But that doesn't really happen with us. So he gets the long diags. Jim Wallace claps the fans. Around 500 or so mil here tonight whole is a new school stadium you know same old on a on a complex sort of thing big car parks surrounding it no atmosphere another another club the, the the soul seems to have fallen out of it troubles i think as well with air owners and yes yeah, it's, it's not much of an atmosphere at all here yeah. half empty stadium i wasn't feeling confident but now having seen having seen what we're up against i might have just change my mind no sooner had i cut off from the, from the last transmission, we've taken the lead. 50, 51 seconds. Joel Savile, far into the middle, fans. I, I won't lie to you, I didn't see a lot of it. Ball across the box. One one more pass. I think it was from Gregory. And George Savile slots home. From one nil up after less than a minute here. It's a corner for the Lions. Jeb Wallace will take. No, Marshall will take. Out swinging towards Cooper. Oh, yes! 2-0. Jake Cooper gets on the end. Marshall Corner! 33 minutes gone! The Lions leading 2-0! <laughs> Honestly, you can hear a pin drop in here from the home fans. It's gonna be half time any minute now. And we should be taking the two-goal cushion into the interval. No more than we've deserved. Here we go. The most noise the whole fans have made all evening. To be fair, they, they, they was down, I was down short and after 51 seconds. George Shavel puts in the lead easily too easy for us play across the box few passes right on the 18 yard line and Saville slides it home. A second goal direct from a corner Ben Marshall whips in Jake Cooper rises higher and I think with a deflection it goes in for 2-0 at the break the Lions are well in well in charge but let's not say they won it remember Leeds looks away for a second to put something in my bag and oh I've got one back it's game on now, last 10, soft goals to can see, ball goes across the box, eludes everyone and just trickles into the net, 2-1, 10 to go. Thank fuck that is over, I'm losing my hair at a rate of knots. Final score from the Com Stadium, hole 1, Millwall 2, our fifth away league win on the bounce and a new club record has been set. It's tremendous, tremendous performance, a great football at times in the first half, Defended superbly in a second. I was just saying to Kieran that, you know, Sean Hutchinson is the player of the season. He has been outstanding. But if I had to pick one of the back four that wasn't as superb as the other three, I would say him tonight. Jake Cooper and the two full-backs, absolutely immense. Jed Wallace was almost like a like a FIFA computer character today, playing playing himself through balls. And just, just the, the, the... What am I looking for here? I'm looking to say... The togetherness and the, and the spirit in the camp, it's just, it's just outrageous. It's second to none. And you can see that the way that they, all the players that come over at the end, they're really starting to believe. It. And I was thinking myself pre-match, you know, these next two games, Hull and Brentford, could determine our season whether it's going to be a, a comfortable, still happy mid-table finish, or would, could we make those one last push for the playoffs? You'll know more than me because I'm going to throw you back now to Nicholas at half-time at the Brentford game.
1: Some half-time tweets for you, dear listeners. John Kelly of the News at then says, Madness here! Brentford think they scored, but it's ruled out. Mepham, who put the ball in the net, salutes the Millwall fans, so-called salutes, before the flag goes up for offside, I guess. Then Morrow runs towards Mepham, imitating his celebration. Grumpy says he'll take that 1 0 at half time. He's not sure why the Lionel disallowed their goal. I'm not sure. I don't know if it can't be offside, it was a corner. So, um, Enter- Enterprise team Brentford feel we're going to soak up a lot of pressure in the second half, says Grumpy. Energy bet says for the second match in a row, Millwall FC's George Savile scores inside 50 seconds. Remarkable. Lions TV, one 0 half time. We will need to be at our best in the second half, says Lions TV. As Brentford are a decent side. Jed Wallace is a fucking machine, by the way, says Lions TV. Barry wants to know where where is Mister B for now. I don't know.
0: What's
1: become of him? Has he been abducted? It's quite nice to have a kid's voice. I was a bit harsh earlier in, in the in the podcast. I might have to withdraw those remarks, members of the jury. Doug says it sounds like Mr. Mr. now has left the stadium. And one from Ben Ben Anthony says a kid in front of him is talking about Jordan Archer. The kid says he's a good goalie when he pays attention. Spot on punditry says Ben Anthony, very true Ben. Doug says good start but we've sat back since. Savile looks good today. Forwards, they forwards who look dangerous and the little fellow in midfield needs watching. Everything is going through him, says Doug Hume, True Doug, very true. I do have Mr. Byer for now here. <clears throat> the little girl must be doing it as a guest presenter. It's quite a nice idea. Have I retrieved my position yet? I don't think I have fully ever. Have
0: Achtung, Mehlball.
1: Teams lined up for the second half, dear listeners. Brentford this half will be attacking their away end and lines will be going at the Cold Blow Lane end in accordance with Section 1A, Paragraph 3 of the Millwall Act, 1971. Away we go, dear listeners. Prior to 1988, Millwall always had the uh, track record of being the only London club that never made it to the First Division. And it was one of those questions that always hurt whenever you, you heard it. But I could never quite believe that Brentford had made it on that basis because... As a corner all bouncing into his league, regularly There, 46 minutes. I remember things what, even Brentford and Orient. I had a play, someone told me they'd played in the highest league in the early 60s. But Brentford, apparently, uh, pre Second World War, they played in the top flight. So, um, what even Brentford was my, my regular thoughts whenever I heard that question. Could be more corner on the right hand side, it's gonna be Marshall that takes opening minute of the second half, ball into the middle. That's Headed down across the goal by Jake Cooper, wide as you can detect. Can we go for a goal kick. One-two releases Wallace down now the right side. Morrison's on the inside of him. Can he find him? Free kick given. Morrison, a, a judge to have pushed the defender over. The ginger defender. He must have a name. Must have a number. But all I know him is, is the ginger defender. As the as the move broke down the right side, Morrison must have given them a little shove in his evil way. And the linesman's picked it up and a free kick just as we were looking to break there. Very much a clash of, lo- clash of philosophies, footballing philosophies. Passing style versus um, direct style, we call it. Here they come again with a style. Hoof clear that time by Marlon Romeo. Now, there's supposed to be a round of applause on 50 minutes. I don't know if that's going to start or who's going to start it. For um, a Millwall fan who passed away recently, there's a ball out wide right. As Brentford come forwards here, there's a ball into the box. Huth clear by Marlon Romeo, a moment of panic there. Runs back under pressure again as they come down on the right side now. Charles chance for space inside the box, that's taken neatly enough at the near post by Jordan Archer. Here it goes. It's difficult to organise this kind of stuff at Millwall, we're not that kind of club. Some places you can organise rounds, you know, minutes, applauses and whatnot. I, th- I think it's very hard here. There was a request that was made on the, on the social media from a lady I think her, a Mill fan of 50 years standing across passed away recently. So it's a nice idea. I just think it's a very difficult thing to achieve. Fact is happening at all is, is a testament to the power of social media in this day and age. All across the middle box, there is a chance for the player to take a turn. That slammed gets a post. Wow! Brentford hit the post. 51 minutes. Nice taken turn there by the um, the bloke, the kind of dyed blonde merchant panic stations in the middle defence but we do bring it away dear listeners we do bring it away this is Jed Wallace now trying to run down the right side he wins the ball well can he find Gregory He can't the ball falls down back to Brentford. it's hoping stuff here dear listeners you're getting your money's worth Brentford on the left hand side now the 11 I can see the numbers are down this end that's going to run through for a goal kick 52 minutes the surface looks skinny. it's uh Wallace has gone flying there, a couple of players so far during the game, have gone flying, fantastic tackle, standing ovation for Shane Hutchinson, Sean Hutchinson, as he actually levels that uh, Brentford player there, the 11. you want to learn the ball, it's at the damn point. a good crunching tackle in front of the Mills of Paul, 29 with a ball into the box, that's across the face of the goal, Marshall's in attendance, under, under some pressure there by the, the Brentford winger, he will bring it away, for coming forwards again, there's the 11 on the edge of the penalty area. Marlon's there, Cooper's there. they brought it out wide right. A shot wide. Wow, 17. Well, there was a moment there, dear listeners, Precious building. 55 minutes. Watch the replay. Put the ball works its way out right of the uh, of the penalty area side. it's Put it over from the the, near, the kind of po- near post side. He does indeed have bird shit on his head, by the way. Close up revealed the amount of bird shit. It must have the amount of guano that must have, um, you know, deposited on his head. Same as some kind of South Atlantic islands are covered in it. So that man's head is too. Home of the puffins. That man's head. Whoever number he is. I don't even know what number he is. Going to be lost on you in sound when you listen to this show. But anyway, it's a Brentford player. Puffin island levels of bird shit on his head. Brentford on the break. Shot from distance. Archer collects. Brentford down the left. 57 minutes. 11 attacking Marlon Romeo. Balls into the box. It's bouncing around. And Archer takes. Boom. Oh, a moment, dear listeners. My heart missed its beat there. My, the moment my heart missed the beat. Screen in the stadium is frozen. Corner. So I'm going to guess it being 50 minutes, about 60 minutes in. <coughs> the screen is frozen. The clock's frozen. I looked at the clock a number of times and the time had remained the same. I thought maybe I was in some kind of time warp, some breach in the space-time continuum. 61 minutes, approximately. All times are approximate henceforth. I'm not going to be held hostage to the uh, passage, the slavery of the clock. Nicely carded by Jake Cooper, just as the ball in, the final ball into the middle was coming. 62, approx. Nice, just giving possession back a little cheaply to, to Brentford, who have more purpose when they do have the ball than we seem to have at the moment. Just sitting back a little bit, inviting them onto us. It, it, as I said earlier on, it makes for a tense watch. It's the ball out wide left to the uh, 47, the Guano man. Great tackle there by Ben Marshall. Brentford win the ball midfield. This is the 47 from distance, and Archer takes. There's a, a, a slight touch of the poor man's Ronaldo about in that 47 from the, the bird um, affected hairstyle to the way he just took that shot it's kind of like a side foot from the edge of the penalty area type effort that um, you know, should be copyrighted to Cristiano Ronaldo and I think he rather models himself on that, uh, that player not a bad player to model himself on but I'm not sure he quite has the same skill and pizzazz Big screen is making a out so it's frozen on 57 minutes and 13 seconds a long range shot of the halfway line and it's been stuck there for some time so um, i think the uh, they ought to just switch it off i think switch it off and switch it on again mr by for now maybe that kid's been playing with it up there do like to fart around with it in front of their own goal they've had to put that into touch under very close attention the goalkeeper from lee gregory they almost um released the ball straight in front of their own net there it's been put out of play put some straight back under 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 that would frustrate me if i was a brentford fan that kind of a sloppy approach to the ball inside your own penalty area there they're passing on a Sunday morning in in Danson Park. Longish throw from Marlon, near post, that's uh, Morrison clips it, padded, patted over the bar, little near post flick header into the top right hand corner, put over the bar by the goalkeeper. Corner Millwall, right side. Brentford pressing forwards, the Lions having to absorb inordinate amounts of pressure at the moment, it's lobbed into the middle, that's a free header, that hits the crossbar. Morrison gets pushed, wow, that's it, the crossbar. Free header, dear listeners. Joel Narsha is entitled to ask what the fuck his defence was doing now. Basic corner in and the, the forward had a free header which hit the underside of the crossbar. That's three slices of lucky cake we've had now in the game. How many more we got in our, in our locker room? I hope no more needed, but we do need to be um, tighter in defence and we do need to make some of our when our forwards forward count a little bit. been very much on the back foot in the second half. The screen's come back to life. 70 minutes. I could be more accurate with my timings. 70 minutes gone. Somehow it remains 1 0 to Millwall. Brentford have hit the crossbar and post twice. I had a goal disallowed in the first half. Somehow the Lions lead it. The gods of football are smiling upon us. Our visions of there being like a football Olympus, like the, uh, in, the, in the, the, the clash of the Titans when the, the gods live in Mount Olympus playing chess with the humans. There must be something like that going on in the gods of Olympus. The amount of luck we've had today can only imply that it's useless back near wall. We're absorbing a lot of uh, possession, a lot of, a lot of pressure from Brentford. Um, we've been lucky so far, in all honesty. Ball over the top, there's another thrust down the left hand side now. That's over hit. That's going to go for a throw in on the far side from the nine. Well, at 71 minutes, I'm reminded of the old uh, 1950s movie. Somebody up there likes us. That's all I can put it down to so far. It's a middle substitution, Fred's coming in. Gregory's coming out. Good applause for Lee, Gregory. Been a tough day, tough days work for him. He's put in a shift, as he always does. But Fred's coming in as a straight replacement. And Tom Elliott's coming in. For Steve Morrison. Okay. A little bit more pace up front, perhaps. They've certainly put their work in, when both Morrison and Gregory have, have been under a lot of physical attention for the whole game. Yellow car for Elliot immediately, who's specialising in quick free uh, yellow cars. Cahill got a yellow up there at Hull on Tuesday night in that great win, 2-1 win. And Elliot's elbow is just going to yellow within seconds of coming into the game today. going to go for a corner on the left side, a panicky moment in the middle defence there. Going to be a Brentford corner, left side of corner, the 18's going to take shifting my weight from side to side in intention. tension watching this by the time you get to hear this you'll know the result it's going to come in left side that's going to be off the line by James Meredith Barcher went moaning at the referee he went for the ball and missed it and then hoofed off the line by James Meredith wow let's watch that again he's uh, came he in, was booked underneath the bar somehow Meredith gets it away that's 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 a, piece of work he's done there I'll tell you that much dear listeners a, a corner on the right side it's not been Brentford's day they will regard themselves as very very unlucky so far there's still 14 minutes to go 76 minutes it's going to come in from the right side now headed clear by Tom Elliott and ball concedes the, uh, the free kick to Millwall so to give us a chance to, to kill it the crowd has come to life. we've been a little bit um stupefied by the, the tension of it all it's been a very very Um, Tense game to watch, Mill have survived, um, scrape upon scrape, but somehow we're still leading. There's now 77 minutes on the clock, 13 to go, and somehow we're still in front. Tom Elliott feeds Fred, going down the right-hand side, Fred somehow gets on the end of the ball there, he's he's still inside the penalty area, back towards Elliott, can't quite get the space there, a little moment. 77 minutes, Elliott does well, that's what we want to see from Tom Elliott. Listen to the applause, that's what we want to see from Tom Elliott good tackle, deep, deep, deep in Brentford half, and, and we win a throw in, Marlon's going to take 78 minutes long throw, it's going to be towards Elliot, he gets his head to it, in front of goal Wallace couldn't connect Brentford bring away here's Fred, he was the free kick. good mouse I, we spoke about this on the show last night the Love Sports show, Harry and I we wonder whether, Fred has shown more depth to his play in the last couple of games. I don't know if you feel the same way, dear listeners. It just has a dimension to him. I'm wondering whether the experience of playing alongside Tim Cahill, training with him, picking up the the staff quality, the high level players that Cahill has played with, is bringing a little bit more um, depth to Fred's play. He, he drew a good free kick there over on that far side. 79 minutes, it's going to be floated in now, in towards Fred, that's across the face of the goal, it's going to go for a goal kick. Brentford on the left, balls into the centre, trying to work the way through, too many blue shirts in the way, a little moment of panic in my voice, did you hear that? Meredith draws a free kick, thankfully to kill the situation. 81, was a little moment there where I feared the Brentford men had space and time inside that box and could get the shot away. As it was, it just worked out rightwards and Meredith drew the free kick to take the sting out of it. There it is on the screen, It's just a little moment. My voice betrayed me there, did this. Brentford coming down the left 82 minutes huge amount of possession for them in this in this game they have absorbed and absorbed and absorbed ridden our luck a few times a shot from distance oh, the bar, the bar. will be mentally exhausted at the end of this game dear listeners Brentford's cross into the box across the face of the goal it's up in the air still by uh, Hutchins it's still in, in play dear listeners Oh blimey, it's, it's ping pong time, in the, inside the middle box, that's cleared, that's going to go for a corner. On the right side, put behind by Marlon Romeo, coming towards the 85th minute. Brentford take quickly, look for the more central position, they logged in, back into the middle, it's still bouncing around, can Marshall clear? He can clear. Brentford retaining possession yet again, this is tense stuff, bloody hell. Straight to Tom Elliott, who hoofs it clear into space, about 85 minutes we getting pinned back, the crowd around round, round me, me exhorting Mill to press forwards, I said before the game it has a feel of an FA Cup tie, it does very much so, winner takes all here, edge of this area shot on, oh, that's wide of the right post, blimey O'Reilly, couldn't do this every week dear listeners, I'll tell you that much, my voice is giving out another middle substitution this is Cahill I think it is Cahill he's coming in for Marshall who's played well for me today Ben Marshall get a good round of applause as you can hear Cahill comes in 86 minutes if Timmy scores we're on the pitch Tim goes flying in there <laughs> that was a wild tackle by Tim Cahill the yellow cards come straight out <laughs> <That's> a, <laughs> that was a wild tackle, dear listeners. He's drawn a yellow. At Mill, you draw a, a round of applause for a wild tackle against a yellow. He got that again on, on Hull. is a repeat of what happened on Hull. Crowd yeah, love that. Brentford crossing from the right side. That's behind everyone. Marlon puts it behind for a corner on the left. 87th minute. In comes a corner, into the middle, it's headed clear and Fred gets in in front of him, draws the free kick, well done Fred! Listen to that applause for drawing a free kick on the edge of your own penalty area for Fred. Brentford certainly keeping their passing style going. we're into injury time, they're still passing the ball back and forth, this is them on the right hand side now. And that's a team that pumps it into the middle but they're still retaining their principles, it comes in on the right side now more central trying to work a chance that's pulled into the box finally hits clips the milk uh, defender all the way back to their goalkeeper Archer collects up down the middle bounces through and Archer collects under a little bit of attention. tension First to believe about two minutes more of this to go I will be happy when it's over they're doing a good job of holding the ball in their half of football Nice, full time Hell, I can't take this every week. This does a little archie on the pitch. 1-0 win for Millwall. We've rolled our luck. Brentford have a goal disallowed. They hit the, the crossbar. They've hit the post. They've had chances. We've soaked up pressure. It's an amazing victory. Nevertheless, the roll continues. Are you believing yet? Yeah, I'm believing. Aren't you? Are the gods smiling on us? There
0: it is! Take away Mr for now! Achtung, Milball. It's the Lucas Ball report. Full time at the Dennis Millwall 1, Brentford nil. What a win that is for the
2: Lions. They picked up another three points and move up to 10th in the league, I think, providing Sheffield United. Uh, oh <laughs> um it's a solid defensive performance, yeah, they got lucky more than a few times, but you had your own luck in this game. And in the end, it's George Travels' goal after 51 seconds, the same time that he scored on Tuesday night, um, that wins the three points. Lions, I mean, they created a few opportunities, but no major misses, and uh, they've done well. It's another excellent three points, and it keeps the power folks alive for another week, can't you, Lions?
1: Well, it's not really a Sunday morning nightmare, more a Sunday morning continuation of a fantastic dream, isn't it, dear listeners? That was as tense a game as I've known in a while yesterday. Millwall basically endured 90 minutes of pressure, having taken the lead so quickly at the start of the game. But what a result for the Lions, though, dear listeners. As Bet365 puts it, Millwall won 19th in the Championship, five points above the relegation zone at the start of December. Since then, they are unbeaten at the Den. We've taken 33 points and moved up to 10th in the league, where we're now just six points outside the playoffs. Can we do it? That's the question. But Neil says, Millwall going like a steam train pleases me. It pleases me too, Neil. We're six points off the playoffs with nine to go. The players and the fans have earned the right to dream, and dream we are. You make your own luck in this game, and today we rode ours, but we worked hard. It was a very hard-working performance, I thought. Mentions in dispatches for probably my man of the match on reflection being James Meredith, um, fantastic defensive performance overall, and a wonderful, wonderful clearance off the line late in proceedings when um, you, you're almost just waiting for Brentford to get that final uh, ball into the net, and they nearly did, and Meredith cleared it off the line, it was about seven, late 70 minutes or something. And that was probably enough to get him the man of the match. So I thought George Savile did well yesterday. Opening goal again inside fifty seconds. Um and I'm not still not sure how, how many times that's been done in Mill history. But that was a good a good strong performance. I thought the front two Morrison and Gregory worked very hard with little reward all afternoon, but they were doing the hard graft of physically tackling, tackling from the front and um both did put their put, the, put the effort and the whole team did. In all honesty, I don't think you can probably pick out one single individual, if I must. If you put a gun to my head, I'm going to go for James Meredith. It's only been a tiring week, as we heard with Dan, his coverage up there at Hull City. And Neil Harris said himself, post-match, we looked a little bit leggy. It's been a tough week, three uh, tough games. What's that? That's seven points in the week. Now, that's, that's quite a performance at this stage of the season. As Neil says, Brentford play it out from the back more than any other team in the division. So they're always going to give you a chance, and the tackling high was our, was our tactic to take advantage of that. The, the, the Brentford manager, Dean Smith, raged, apparently, after the game, according to Get West London. Um, he was fuming with the officials after Joanne Barbet uh, got the equaliser in the first half, but then ruled out for offside. Um, the Bees had the ball in the net from the corner, and then the Frenchman, apparently French, ran to celebrate. Um, but the linesman put this flag up for the offside. The city man was celebrating in front of the Colblow lane, um, lower, which, um, I find very provocative. That could, that could, um, cause a situation that the, uh, the Jeremy Kyle stand can kick off at any moment. He chose to do that and then obviously drew a little bit of, um, returns from, from Steve Morrison. Um, Smith was fuming at the decision, it says here. We should have had a goal in the first half, he says. I don't think the first corner was a corner. But for whatever reason, Barbe, Barbette celebrates the goal in front of the linesman, and then he starts flagging. I thought we'd booked him for over-celebrating, says Smith. Um, he was probably thinking about the ball that had gone out in the first place for the corner, but two wrongs don't make a right. The article does go on to say that the, uh, the decision was correct. Replay showed the official made the right decision. But normally the flag is raised immediately instead of delayed. There was a, uh, a moment's delay there, which was hard to explain. Um, and maybe you did take Umbridge at the uh, Frenchman's histrionics in front of the uh, the lower. This is Millwall. Glenn says, "I have to say, I enjoy wins like that more than when we're comfortable. Backs to the wall always gets the fan going. Fans are going mental for everything, and bodies flying all over the gaff. I loved it. It was a very entertaining game. It was tense, though. So Tom uh, says, Tom says, we absolutely robbed three points there. I, it was it was um, a hard watch." I can do without these 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 situations, chaps. At this time of the season, Mill Neil says he loves how much Mill F C are upsetting other teams' fans by having the audacity to beat them. Keep it up. They they don't like it up. He says one or two Brentford fans moaning like others have that of our you know industrial style as they see it, rather than their. Um, you know, Leonardo da Vinci, beautiful, beautiful style, but um, it's always got to come back to the result in the end, isn't it? Danny King's highlight of the day was the Brentford player, the Frenchman, giving it large after thinking he'd equalised, then Morrow running over and taking the piss out of his celebration. That went down well with Danny King. Drake Sanders, Journal, um, said that. Um, Harris mentioned to him that he'd spoken about the playoffs to the players for the first time this season. No club wants to face Mill home or away at the moment, he quotes Neil Harris. Liam O'Connor says, Another win for Millwall. West Ham are in a mess, both off the pitch and on it. And he's going to drink to that tonight. He's got two little um, beer emojis there alongside that. Del Strain says, Take that. We sat far too deep most of the game. Many games we hit the bar and should have won, and not, but we haven't done so. About due, a sign of a good team winning when playing not at their best. As for Timmer, Timmy uh, Cahill, ha, 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 yellow card maniac, the chopper. Welling says Mill win. West Ham, Palace and Charlton lose. At lovely jubbly. Mark Litchfield, the good old days really are back at Millwall. What a season we are having. And finally, Lions TV, Tony says Tim Cahill comes on and lifts the crowd with his tackle, the yellow card tackle. You cannot underestimate what something like that does to a Millwall crowd. This Mill team doesn't know when it's built, says Tony. And I second that emotion, Tony. I agree with you. Playing out their skins at the moment, and it's fantastic to see. Onwards to Barnsley next week. One o'clock kickoff. I'm not going to be able to make that game myself. Unfortunately, I'll be doing the Friday night shift, which I've mentioned a couple of times. I'll mention it again now. The Friday night shift on Love Sport Radio, 9 till 10. Um, It's going to be an early, late late finish there for me afterwards, and then an early start on the Saturday morning. So I'm going to have to pass on Barnsley. So um, no podcast, but it'll be the radio show on the Friday night, but no podcast next Sunday morning. We'll pick that up the week after. I think we've got Fulham the week after. The games are coming thick and fast. The big games are coming hard and quickly now dear listeners so I'm just going to close out with for me one of the most um, wonderful stories of the week and that is from Isla's fights young Isla Caton the beautiful brave fighting young hammer that we're all backing we all want her to get get better tweet um yesterday i think it was isla's mummy received news yesterday from the consultant at great ormond street they're absolutely over the moon to tell you that the operation her brain operation was a success and the scans have shown no sign of cancer the most amazing news for our girl team isla so that's great news it's a step in the right direction for isla it's not the end of the journey by any stretch of the imagination um Fundraising still continues for the treatments that she's going to need to follow on and press on with that wonderful, wonderful news. But I know that I send um, the best wishes of everyone connected with Millwall the support, the football club, the management, players, you name it. I know that no one's going to, uh, you know, question this. We send our best wishes to the entire Caton family. We know they're West Ham and we know all the nonsense that comes with that, but this is bigger than any anything else of that kind. So our best wishes go to Isla. The fundraising continues, and I want to mention Tony Monday, M-U-N-D-A-Y, who is on Twitter uh, with the handle at Johnny Reeves sixty eight at Johnny Reeves sixty eight, named Tony Monday with a U, Monday. He's running the the Brentwood half marathon. Now this is a story. Um, I'm amazed it's not been picked up by the press on a bigger scale yet. Maybe it will be yet, yeah. or maybe it has, not I've just not missed it. I've missed it or something he's running the Brentwood Half Marathon. Uh, he's done a series of stepped um, challenges for fundraising. He's amazingly on um, £12,500 now. So now this, this is an absolute incredible achievement, an incredible effort by Tony. I'm going to try and get a chance to speak to Tony soon because I think that his his story is, um, for me, the story of the whole Millwall, West Ham, Isla Caton coming together. Anyway, just to let you know where he's at and what he's done, um, a series of donation challenges for a thousand pound. He was running this half marathon for a thousand pound donation. He's, he's challenged um, everyone to say put a thousand pound in, and he'll run in a West Ham shirt, which has been achieved by by some distance. Two thousand pounds. He's going to run it as a full kit wanker, um, the full West Ham kit. That's been achieved clearly. For three and a half thousand pounds, sign he'll make the Hammers sign. That soppy crossed hands job that they do, that's been achieved. That that that's blown away. I'm reminded of the old advert when the cars drove through the the, the, uh, the mileage markers on on one tank of petrol. For seven thousand pounds, here it goes. He's going to dye his hair claret and blue, which that's been blown away. I think he's run out of um a forfeits now because um he's, made, he's he's set a new target of twelve grand. Um, that's been driven through. He's got no more forfeits left. I don't know if anyone can think of one. Um, now he's set the new one, is he's, he's 15,000. He's blown away his 12 grand target. Now he's aiming for 15 grand. Tony, that is absolutely fucking incredible, mate. Incredible work. I want to talk to him. I want to get some tips off of you how you've achieved that fundraising target. I'm doing the, the Wolf Railer, but I'm going to come back to that because I want everyone now to look on Tony Monday's Just Giving site. I'm going to read out the address. It's uh, www.justgivingoneword.com forward slash fundraising forward slash Tony T O N Y hyphen Monday with a U M U N D A Y three. Tony hyphen Monday three. Go on to just giving. Um, if you're on Twitter, get on there. Um, you'll see. it. Um, he's, he's, uh, there's Tony Monday, Johnny Reeves 68. Um, you'll find it one way or the other. It's a fantastic story. It deserves support. I'm going to try and get it mentioned on the radio show next Friday night. Love sport radio.com, 9 o'clock till 10 o'clock, tune in, why don't you and if I can, I'm going to get a conversation with Tony as soon as humanly possible well done Tony, that's fantastic mate that's the Millwall News this week I hope you've enjoyed this week's show um, we're going to be back probably in two weeks time on the podcast but back next Friday night as I keep saying on the Love Sport Radio, thank you for tuning in Arrivederci Millwall dream on, dream on dream on You've been listening to Octoon Millwall, the CBL Magazine podcast. That's the Millwall News this week, and we are out of here.